Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Spiritual Successor, a comedy Woo! video game design podcast where we take your horrible, nasty, cursed video game ideas and turn them into the next AAA titles. I am one of your hosts, A.J. Hart. And I am your other host, Blake Rhea, A.J. Hart. It's the second That's episode me. of the year. We're running a little bit late. <laughs> We had a long vacation. We had a long vacation. I needed it for both of us. Seriously, um, yeah. No, this was being, so great. Fuck it. I'm lazy. And oh my at the end of the day, that's really all I need. Oh I wanted to start off the year lazy. Oh, my God. Speaking of starting off the year, <laughs> do we – because I think we had to do a short episode last week. Do we want to Do we want to share the audience uh, – share with the audience what, what you and I got up to during our new year? Because you and I had quite the adventure – uh, we had a little adventure over the New Year's. Yeah. Blake and I, Blake decided to come up to visit me in San Francisco. Yep. An yep. excellent little city up here in Northern California. A little uh, That's city. where all the tech giants are. It's where all the tech giants oh. are. It's where all like the uh, the uh, the bread makers live. Uh, it's but... where all the bread makers that live. It's where all of the tech and all of the bread comes from. Yeah. So Blake came up along with a whole myriad of my other close friends and my family. My sister showed up for us, and we were like, "Yeah, buddy, we are going to find a fun event to do." And we found this place that was doing a <laughs> pirate themed New Year's event, and we were like, "Oh, hell yeah, pirate themed stuff." But here's the thing about going into the city. Expensive. It's expensive to drink in the city. So something that you might do is if you're a delinquent, is you might take a little you might take a little, you know, take keep a little flask with you so that when you're going mm-hmm. from bar to bar, you can take a little a little hit of that. Um I'm not publicly validating being drunk in public, nor am I saying that you should take a flask to all public events. I will. I was dressed as a pirate. I was in theme. The fact that they kicked me out for having having booze on me and is like, what did you expect? I'm a pirate. I don't listen to anybody. Well, that's exactly the problem. Is that some people got a little bit over comfortable in other pla- in other places <laughs> in their piratey themed, and they thought, surely, surely it's okay if I leave my flask and other booze that I snuck into this event on the table. <laughs> It was not fine. And so we, me and our party were forcibly removed from the pirate-themed New Year's event. I, that's the best way to go out. Like, being if you're too piratey for a pirate-themed event, you're the most piratey fuck at that party. Hands down. I'm the reason. Like, I'm the these reason are we still got businesses. <laughs> hey, this is a bit but it's like fine. Hey, you okay, you, 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 no, hold you on, hold on, for hold on. Before, before we next move. before we jump to that thing, really quickly, I do want to say yes. Is it a little fucked up to bring in flasks into a business? Yes, I totally agree. But when I which walk, is why you should put them away. Okay, but also it's not like I just went into this establishment and didn't buy anything. I walked into I walked in the door and I spent immediately like forty dollars on drinks for me and my friends like I, yeah. I i i i spent money these were not you were a patron still. i was a you, you, yeah. it wasn't a level of you going in and, and being like and i'm not drinking any of their things i'm yeah. just going to drink my thing. yeah no it's no, just I like, totally, I, my my goal was is like i wanted to be <laughs> like any good new year i wanted to be drunk from sun sundown to sun up like and you can't it's expensive to be drunk at all times. It's expensive to be drunk at all times. <laughs> the here's the thing. Here's the thing that's fr- the, you lost it though, because it was an excellent plan until you sat down and thought, mm, "Let's just leave it on the table." The flask hurts it my was in butt. My, it was I'll in my back pocket. Up. I just wanted to sit down, and I was just like, "All right, let me just put this on the table for a moment." Like I was, I was like in the process of handing it to a friend who has a purse, and I was just like, "Hey, can you put this in your purse, please?" Um, but then that's when the guard came over, shone the flashlight, and then we went outside. Um, (laughs) You chose to go outside, of course. This was a conscious decision on you. You thought, I'm going to go ahead and leave now. Yeah, you know, they didn't didn't ask me or escort me out or escort my whole group out because I... (laughs) But you know what? Hey, here's the thing. Whenever you made I it come, up for it with your next move. Your when, next move was some galaxy brain shit. Whenever, and that was making us walk for 45 minutes. We did not walk for 45 minutes. We walked for 20 minutes. And then we waited in line for 25 minutes. Big difference. Um, no, so... Now, where did we go, Blake? So, okay. So, I, b- before before I jump into this, I do want to say that anytime I come up to San Francisco to visit my best friend in the world, AJ Hart, he and I have this like weird magic power or this like energy of like anytime he and I go into a room, our friendship and our energy levels just results in magic and people giving us free shit. 
So, I can't believe that we got more free shit when got, you were in town again. This is becoming a problem for us. We got more free shit. I can't shit. believe that every time you show up, we get free shit. Yeah, it's so weird. So so here's what happened. And Blake decides taking it to take us to a tiki bar. He uh-huh. says, he thinks to himself, we're having a pirate-themed New Year's no matter what. We're all still dressed up like pirates. Yeah, let's go to a tiki bar. I found bar. a tiki bar to go to. Uh-huh. And so we roll up to a tiki bar. And when we showed up to the tiki bar, it was mostly just people that were very well-dressed being in a tiki bar. Bar. Yeah, but when you show up with nine people, no, how many were there with us? <laughs> there was, was there was like 15, you, 16 people. It was it was close 12. to twenty. It was at least yeah twelve. Yeah. It wasn't twenty. Really? I thought we had like at least. No, you're right. You're right. No, because so it, like, it was you, and me. So it was like five on each side of the booth. For, yeah, and then there was like the three or four kind of sitting off to the side where I was sitting. So like yeah, so like in between like twelve and fifteen people. So um, when you show up with 12 people to a tiki bar, I have incredible news. It turns into a pirate-themed bar. There's really no getting around that. When the max occupancy is like 30 people and you are coming up on 50% of the max occupancy, yeah, it's a pirate-themed bar now. <laughs> so, so we go into the back room, like the major table. We end up slowly, slowly stealing that from other patrons that yep. realize, oh, we're in the way of this group of 20-something people. And and so we end up getting the big seat. Yep. And we're just, we're, we maybe took a little sip from that flask on the way to the tiki bar. Yeah. And so we ended up being a group of 12 people in the back of a tiki bar dressed up like pirates singing pirate shanties. <laughs> I'm not joking, team. We are the most obnoxious and irritating people on the planet. And that rules for us. We eventually turned this place into a full-blown pirate-themed event. Yeah, seriously. To the point that some people end up just ordering us drinks. Yeah. Or (laughs) drinks that were made incorrectly are then brought to our table. (laughs) At some point, I heard one of the bartenders refer to our little zone as Makeout Island. I love that. And that's all I'm going to say about that. That is the fucking best (laughs) no but like seriously it's like our group is like we're at this table that's like stationed right next to like this stone skull that has like smoke coming out of it we're speaking of obnoxious it's like we're all super hammered so we're like it's like countdown to midnight and everybody's like all right everybody you have to individually get up and do some sort of cheers for the rest of us so it's just like our group of 15 we each took a turn doing a toast and like a little speech with it and just like shouting just screaming and it's just like absolutely just being a problem but what was so nice is like I, I i would occasionally turn to like the people we were sitting next to and just like seeing like hey how are you guys doing they're like i'm having such a great night i just got i'm feeding on your guys's energy and we just got like we got champagne bottle and then we got another we champagne, get a free bottle. champagne bottle we, got a free so champagne. we ordered two champagne bottles but we were given a third champagne yep. bottle for yep. free yep we were given <laughs> Three little uh, special little cocktails that Blake and I slammed. Yeah. And God, it was like it was so weird. It was just it was it was beautiful. Like you and I had like a thing where like as the people were leaving, you and I were just kind of like sitting in the corner, just like chatting, being like, hey, you know, this is where our life is right now. Let's we're gonna come into this new year hot and and cool and sweet and awesome, and then a bunch of other shit I just don't remember because I was like. Yeah, we got three champagne bottles and free cocktails. Like, dog, we were in bad shape (laughs) by the end of the night. Honestly, (laughs) we were in a bad shape. (laughs) When I got back to the hotel, I was, like, on the floor, like, drunk of, like, try. I was, like, I had to crawl because my legs stopped working. (laughs) (laughs) I think I was in the shower for, like, 45 minutes. Just, like, I might have fallen asleep in the shower before bed. (laughs) No, it's true. I think we've had enough bragging about ourselves. Do you want to do a video game podcast? Uh, Can I? I'm sure that now the audience knows how cool we are and how awesome we are brag about myself during the podcast is that okay is that kosher is that bad you can give yourself a little compliment every here and there about fuck how cool yeah you are during the podcast fuck but we do yeah. need to start the show so how about you give me the first submission all right before i give you the first submission i do have to let the audience know that if you have a submission come join us on our twitter on our reddit send us an email if you're an old-fashioned type or leave a comment on our youtube channel all of those channels are called spiritual successor podcast the slightly different channel to channel but whatever this one comes to us from our Reddit from user Squidpope, a game where you create increasingly destructive gender reveal parties. Those that don't live in the States, uh, there was a gender reveal party 
I think it was here in California, right, where it caused a fire that resulted in $2 million worth of damage to the local no, environment. I believe that was in Oregon. Was that in Oregon? Yeah, that's Oregon Yeah, shit. because it burnt down that little island that was near my home. Oh, yeah, that was, God. that was that one. That was a gender reveal party. Here's the thing. At the end of the day, there are only – and I don't – I think I can make this joke. At the end of the day, there are two genders, and that is not a disaster and a disaster. And those are the two genders that you can reveal: is natural disaster and not a na- not a natural disaster. <laughs> those are the, the two genders: natural disaster and and not. And not. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Okay, at least for babies. At least for babies, those are the two genders. <laughs> No, I, I love this idea because I did go to a gender reveal party, and I don't know if I put it, said it on the podcast because it was it is probably the most uh, – look, like I'm sure people can get it from just how I talk and how I interact, but I come from a white trash family. Like really just like – just real – How many things were on fire at the gender reveal party you got no- to go to? Nothing, but they did something even like arguably stupider. So like <laughs> – so they, they hung balloons on a wooden fence, on a flat wooden fence, and they got uh-huh. pellet guns, and they were shooting this flat wooden f- – the balloons against the flat wooden fence. And guess Guess what, AJ? When you shoot, pellets bounce. Pellets fucking bounce, especially when it's flat. <laughs> so they would just bounce back at the at the mom and dad, my my sister and her goofball boyfriend guy, and they, they were just like, they just did the whole. They they, they they shot BB guns at a wooden fence. Like that's that. What are you fucking doing? But that's how our game starts. Is you got to shoot a pellet guns at a wooden fence, and it becomes what, more. What drives people to make the most destructive options for a ba- like gender reveal party? Like, I, it, it couldn't just be that they open a uh, envelope. They have to shoot a BB gun at a fence, specifically at a fence to bounce it back at them. Also, th- shocker that they were shooting a balloon. That alone could lead to a BB bouncing back at them. Well, it, they were pellets. Like these are. I want to specify these are not plastic. These are metal BBs. Like these, oh yeah, these I would assume pe- that they were the more dangerous. Kind yeah. So like I can assure you, I knew it was the more dangerous. That's kind. right. You're right. You're right. It always has to be more dangerous. Um, but no, it's just like they didn't even think that the BB the pellets were gonna bounce back. It was, and when they found out they bounced back. They just kept going because they're like, all right, we're here. So might as well. Like, who cares if we get hurt? We're going to just, you know, keep going. Move the fucking balloon. <laughs> like, shoot him at an angle. Like, do something. Like, think of math. Think of math. So, <laughs> but, it, but the thing that I hate the most, that I hate the most about this, about that gender reveal, I'm like, <laughs> I know I sound like an asshole. I'm happy for my sister. She's having a kid, whatever. Um, They the final balloon that was like all black that you didn't know if it was going to be pink or blue or whatever they shot it. Oh, that's going to be the one that I shoot first then. (laughs) No, uh, here's the thing. Even if you shot it first, it also didn't reveal because guess what? They went and grabbed confetti poppers and just shot out like, you know, pink confetti. And I'm like, so what was the point of the balloons? Like, was that like a little show? Was that like a distraction? <laughs> that was it, a fun little game where it, they make everybody dance. Just watch. To dodge the BBs. It, it's like, my grandma's like 10 feet from you. She's delicate. Leave her, like, stop it. <laughs> now, I don't have a live experience of a gender reveal party. The only experience that I have for gender reveal parties really is an old Facebook friend of mine, a friend that I went to high school with, was doing a gender. I haven't talked to them in years. This mm-hmm. is important. Uh, they did a posted a bunch of photos of their experience doing their baby's gender reveal party. And they're having a kid, and that's very good for them. What wasn't very good for them was the idea of doing a gender reveal party in their home. And they just had a huge, like, six-by-five wooden framed art piece in their living room above their couch of the Blue Lives Matter flag. That was a wild thing to experience <laughs> of me being like, I haven't talked to this person in a long time. That's the centerpiece <laughs> for their living room, huh? Interesting. So wait, wait, just so I, so it's an art thing that says you know Blue those, Lives like, Matter? Art, do you know those like wooden art frames that you can get where it's like a big, or like it's a big wooden art piece or it made to look like a big wooden frame 
is it supposed to be like it's the sign of a barnyard that they just cut out and put onto yes. the wall? Okay, yeah, then I do know I do know what you're talking it about. It was something like that, except it was the Blue Lives Matter flag. You know, the like USA flag, except it's all like in gray tone, except for the one big blue line. Really quickly, what did what was the gender of the baby? Or the review? I don't know. I was really distracted by the big blue line. God, so I, I'm going to assume that that was the that was the reveal of for the baby. God, I um, really the hope gender it was, was. I really hope not, it was. It's not a, not a disaster for what it's worth. Okay, good, good, not good, a good, natural good, good, disaster. good. No, I was really hoping it would be like a gender reveal of like that showed pink, and then you just like. <laughs> It'd be like, it's just the contrast of like, you see Blue Lives Matter, but they're clearly celebrating the pink coloring. And it's just like, just that little contrast would have been very funny to me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's that's still a thing, isn't it? All right. Well, it, you know what? Honestly, the people who celebrate those sort of things and also like have art pieces of Blue Lives Matter, probably the same cut from the same cloth. I, you know, I don't want to put any of my siblings on blast, but yeah, all of them. Oof. have things on their truck uh <laughs> so how do we have fun with it how do we do some dangerous like let's go, of course start with the scale right yeah so highest on the scale of like natural disasters you can cause is burning down an entire forest and and really just changing the way that the pacific northwest looks <laughs> um and I, then like low scale is hitting your grandma with a bb gun yeah i feel like and then we find like the in-betweens of that so let's think of i i first off tonally i think this game should be completely tone deaf i think it should be marketed as like like the people even though they're causing a disaster they're happy that they're like they're oblivious to what they just did. Yeah, it's, it's a real cyanide and happiness yeah, type vibe. Yeah, it's like bad shit's happening and people don't care. So, Do you think that that brand is still known as cyanide and happiness? Or do they go by something else now that they have like uh, like 18 different card games? I Dude, I don't even know. I didn't watch cyanide and happiness as a kid. It, it, it very much reeked of like the worst parts of Newgrounds for me. Um so problematic. <laughs> so, I actually don't remember it being too problematic. It was just weird and gross. Really? I don't know, man. Like I, 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 I can't name any off the top of my head, but just like it, it has. There's I remember one where a dude watching. fucks a cup of noodles. Okay, that's pretty funny. Uh, it's pretty funny. Wait, what? Was it cooked cup of noodles or was it uncooked cup of noodles? I need cooked, to know. Cooked, I assume. Oh, okay, thank God. I need. To, I needed to know. Um, no, so tonally, this game is just like it is celebrating the stupidity, the folly of man, if you will. Um, mm. uh, sorry, AJ and I were talking about the menu before recording this episode, recording this podcast. Great movie, watch it. Um, I'll speak actually. Similarly, that does kind of play into our conversation about the menu. Is like tonally. It presents one way, but like it, it, all the characters, it, like the whole movie is just like very off. And I feel like that's like, how this I game should be. I refuse to let politics and tone get into our game about gender reveal parties being natural disasters and something that should be avoided at all costs. What are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about? Like, this is the perfect time to get gray with our politics as a company. I, I say we are we. I want somebody. Here's my idea. I want okay. somebody to play this game and they don't know if spiritual successor is for or against uh, gender reveal parties. Is that okay? Is that too gray? Is that is that by in celebrating brand? the natural disasters that they cause? <laughs> I see, and it'll be like a funny gag, and everyone will see it and be like, "You see, the joke here is that you're not supposed to cause the natural disaster." Yeah, and it's like, "Yeah, but that's the joke. You got it. <laughs> Nailed it. Ten out of ten. <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about like what are some of the level designs? Is it, it, it there's one level where you have to eat through an into, where everybody at the party has to eat through a pint of ice cream uh, to oh. get to the gender at the bottom of somebody's oh. uh, like a little a little piece of plastic at the bottom of an ice cream. And does tub. everybody vomit? And then they yeah, yeah, and then they vomit really bad. They Ralph, real bad. Yeah. And then the camera does a slow pull out and it reveals that they all threw up into the city's water supply. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> They did it right near, uh, they did it on like the... I imagine this game is a collection of mini games with slow to fast camera pullouts that reveal the horrible thing that has happened. Yeah, where it's the like... The more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm imagining a, a, like a uh, like a rhythm type video game. Oh, uh, what's that fucking mini rhythm game that I keep on seeing all over TikTok? Um, it has a fun bit where somebody's trying to do an interview and they're like, is that true? I don't know. The only rhythm game that I've seen as of late is Trombone Hero, um, which fantastic game. Um, 
Also, I'm not on TikTok. I value my mental health. <laughs> um, you know, but you bring up an interesting thing of like maybe this isn't a rhythm. Rhythm game. Heaven is the game I'm. Rhythm. Okay, of. actually, God I do damn, know about I'm this good. one. I do know about this one. Um, I'm not picturing this as like a rhythm game per se, but the levels do have a rhythm to them. Like, yeah, in the same way the that like Wario styles does. of a rhythm heaven, yeah, or a Wario where, well, yeah, because little like, cutouts doing all of these little games, yeah, and I feel like it's it, it's just like mini game after mini game after vignettes, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I do like that. I do like that. So like, let's okay. So each. It's somewhere between Pokemon Stadium's minigame section oh. and Rhythm Heaven. Okay, so what is, like, the arc of the game? Is it... Obviously, no, there's no plot. just do the minigame better than your friends. Oh, okay. So you're saying, like, is it just, like, a... You can see scores so when between it does, your friends? So when it does the like... little challenge, uh, the joke every time will be that there will be four people attempting to reveal the gender of a baby. Mm -hmm. And so it'll do a little scene where it shows four people eating through a pint of ice cream. And you have to mash the left and right triggers like you would in the little digging game in uh, Pokemon Stadium where you played as the Sand Shrews. Mm -hmm. And then you would dig through to the bottom of the ice cream and then whoever did it fastest would be like, look, I did it. And then you would see like a red or green or a red or nope those aren't the colors red and green are not the colors of the babies yeah no what the fuck colors do we use for well, babies also uh y you bring up an interesting point like are the two genders are destruction and non-destruction so we can pick whatever fucking colors we want like we yeah can break okay. it'll be red and green yeah, red and, and green. then like they'll sh they'll like reach into the bottom of their cup and reveal that like red or green uh card uh -huh. and then the three characters that didn't win they all throw up this is how we make sure that it looks like apolitical is because it's always the losers that cause the natural disaster uh -huh. Oh, um, okay. And gotcha. they'll throw up, and then it reveals that they're near the water supply for the city. And then mm -hmm. there will be another one where it's like a little shooting gallery range, mm -hmm. where like you're having to shoot the balloons with a BB gun, and then whoever does it gets like whoever shoots their all of their balloons first reveals like, look, I did the I here's the color, and then the camera pulls and the camera and then pulls, the camera out pulls with, back like, and it shows a pellets. granny that's just been blasted with pellets. Yeah. <laughs> I like that where it's like it's set up and then visual gag i like that uh, there's one where it's like a cake disarming mini game because there was that story about that person that like had a cake reveal but it blew up and hurt someone really bad wait what um, is that yeah real yeah cake I, it's a bummer story but yeah somebody got hurt very badly doing a gender reveal party with like it was some sort of like cake that was rigged to pop and oh it did not so much pop as it hurt very badly oh my god and i sincerely hope that whoever was things. involved in that was is safe R and better now i mean jesus I but there's like a little mini game where we do a disarming of that and then the people who don't uh do it fast enough they there's pops and it gets cake all over their face and mm -hmm. then the one person that did it right they're like celebrating and winning oh interesting so you gotta like pinch the fuse if you don't pinch the fuse fast enough bam. i was imagining you had to cut you had to cut the right the perfectly right spot on the oh cake. the yeah. perfectly right is that is that how these cakes work like explain. I don't know how they work, dude, and I refuse to find out more. I want one, but not for like the gender reveal things. It just would be to... fun. To, oh, like... you just want to do an exploding cake onto someone in general? Yeah, that'd be fucking awesome. Like you, you bring a cake to somebody's birthday, and then you like they cut into it, and it just like pours out cool confetti, or like for like okay. If I were to like make a cake for you, AJ, no, a lava cake that's filled with melting, spilling out uh, chocolate would be cool. No, no, I no, would no, not no, like no, no, a cake that bursts and makes a big mess. No, 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 no. But you haven't been given an exploding cake by Blake the Raya, Blake the the cake Raya yet. Blake the Raya Heart. Yeah. <laughs> Blake the Raya Heart. No, so you have the same middle name as Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> no, you know, like how you can get like little chocolate discs that have like custom images on them. I do uh, now. You can get them. You can get yeah. You can get like little etched stuff on them. They're really cute. They're really cute. Like you can do a similar thing with like Hershey Kisses and stuff. What I'd do is I'd get you a cake that is plain white and it has no distinct features on it. But the moment you cool. cut into it, all of these oh. chips will pour out, and it's just a bunch of ahigo faces on each chip, just for you, AJ. We're done with this. <laughs> Blake, are you ready for another game submission? <laughs>
what i think what you would you would you would you scoff i went through the trouble the money the time to get to, to do, do you think every single one of those ahigo faces needed to be sourced by me i needed this to manually from find Twitter them. user troidal power at troidal power nascar troidvania like <laughs> we need to talk about the idea of doing a corner scratcher but on a nascar track what is a corner scratcher you ever played Metroidvania? You ever played a Metroidvania? You ever played a Metroid? You ever played a Castlevania? You ever played a Hollow Knight? Play a video game, like, Come on. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking 30 hours into Graveyard Keeper. I'm like, I don't have time for any other video game right now. Is Shovel Knight a Metroidvania? Corner Scratcher? Uh, not really, because you don't go back to previous levels with up with new gear. You just, like, can't. Play levels until you have that specific. You ever gear. played Ratchet and Clank? No, never played that. One. I played Castlevania, so I know I, I know okay, I know Castlevania, go. but like I, I never have heard the term corner scratcher before. Uh, that's because it was made up on a podcast I listen to called Let's Fight a Boss because mm. they don't like the name Metroidvania, so they're they're juggling between the name Corner Scratcher or uh, Search Action Game. So what the and fuck Search is Action cor- is fine, but Corner Scratcher I think is a little bit more telling. Corner Scratch it's called a Corner Scratcher because you're supposed to scratch every single corner on the map to make sure that you found everything. Like I put like sixty hours into Hollow Knight and rolled credits on that game, and I have not discovered everything in that video game. Nor will I ever. Castlevania is a corner scratcher because I forget which one you have to do. But in order to get to the second half of the video game, you have to go to a very specific corner and wait there for like hey, really two quickly, minutes. Really quickly, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say corner scratcher is a dumb name because yeah. it all video game names are dumb. No, like, no, no what are you talking about? No, corner scratcher is dumb because like you're not scratching corners; you're scratching edges, like edge mm-hmm. scratcher. Like corner implies it is a part where vertexes where like edges and vertex it's a vertex. I understand, Blake, but I'm not really interested in having this exact conversation that they've had on the Let's Fight a Boss podcast starring uh John from Super Eye Patch Wolf's channel. I'm really not interested in having the exact same show that they have. So <laughs> it's called a back scratcher or a corner scratcher, and we're just going to live with that. And until they change the name of the genre. Um, that's what they're going to be called. And if you want to be up to date with these kinds of things, Blake Ray, you, my dear friend, should listen to the Let's Fight a Boss video game podcast. No, how, I, no I'll just get the key information from my co-host on my podcast, which is like... Like that, this is gaming news. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Spiritual Successor, a video game podcast podcast where we talk about other video game podcasts. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, y'all should check out the Waypoint Radio episode that they recently did with Elden Ring. Austin Walker came back, and it was a very good discussion. Okay, so coming back to the game submission, so I also picked this game submission because I had a, I had a fun idea from it. You and I are playing Undertale right now, and yeah. I really enjoy that because Undertale is famously known for having two di- distinct ways to play the game, a violent path or a nonviolent path. And that got me thinking, how fun would it be to do a NASCAR game which has like a hundred, like I think each race is like a hundred laps, but you can pick... Um, there's like a bunch of enemies along the path. There's a bunch of like things that you have to encounter. Are you going to build your car for combat or are you going to build your car for sick drifts to avoid enemies? And and did I hear you say that there's 100 laps in a NASCAR race? Is, yeah, that's, isn't that, isn't that like, there's, there's 500. That's why it's called the Daytona 500. Dude, I said I was white trash, but like that, I I didn't say like, you should know these things. (laughs) My dad is a huge, uh, who is it? The, the red car with the 13 on it. Uh, Earnhardt, not Earnhardt, Dale, Dale Earnhardt. Is that his name? I don't know. The only NASCAR driver I know is Ricky Bobby. Oh, well, it seems like we're both not necessarily well informed enough to be <laughs> to make a game, but let's do it. No, the reason I the reason I bring So a, you want to do a racing game with a violent option and a non-violent yeah, option. Yeah, because then that would give okay. you the option of like if we're going into the Castlevania thing or the met, the 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 edge scratcher um sort of vibe of this, you Corner scratcher. You have to there are certain races that you will not be able to beat unless you have upgraded your engine with a specific part. 
So, like, it's like, you know you're going into, like, let's say there's a bunch of different circuits, and each circuit has its own rules and its own ways of playing and their own obstacles. They're and all you, big circles. Yeah, and you, I mean, well, in the sense of, like, there's there's a race in, you know, Texas, there's a race in California, there's a race in, gotcha, in yeah. Maine. Um, the, the different circuits, and each one of these things has, gets progressively harder, but also has, like, gimmicks to them. And you could go to one of these races with specific upgrades that you got from previous races, um, but you will not be able to complete it, or you will not be able to um, uh, maybe... He okay, here's, here's how Here's it is. the question that we need to answer, is mm -hmm. what sort of things can you discover on going back? Because if we want to use the the corner scratcher system at the end of the day it's about discovery it's about finding out something that you didn't find before so I mean, in this video game it would be there's the big loop mm -hmm. and you do the loop one time and it's just a big loop but then you do the loop the exact same except on this time your wheels are a little bit to the right from where they were last time and now you discover what it can't be a pothole. It can't just be potholes. Well, well, what, well hold I'm on. thinking what is what if it's just potholes? What if you're just discovering more and more potholes on the NASCAR track? That's what I'm thinking. It's like you the 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 gameplay loop of it is is like you need to figure out the optimum build um to place first in that race. So uh -huh. it's like you It's a racing game. It, yeah. Of course, yeah. Well, here's the thing is like I feel like the, the 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 part of the discovery is going back and figuring out oh what is the optimum build i need to place first if you don't have that optimum build you will never place first no matter how good you race no matter how good your driving skills are no matter how good your combat is you just will not be able to place first so it's going okay. back and figuring out the puzzle of it because i feel like that's also kind of a metroid vibe of like oh there's this wall here that i think i need something for um, and you won't know what that thing is until you get it. And I want it. That's to me. That so was what like, are those things? We can't put a grappling hook on the car, can we? Uh, I, I feel like if we're doing a, I feel like the more grounded we try to make this game, the less we can have fun with the Metroidvania elements of it. Fair uh, enough. So what are we discovering? Are we discovering a little breakaway spot where we can grapple hook? Are we discovering? A pothole? Are we discovering a warp zone? I'm thinking it would be kind of... Uh, yes, I think it's like it, the upgrades start very minimal. So it's like more horsepower, more traction, more tread, more... Uh, uh, quick name another car thing. Um, safe, safety uh, safety features or whatever. Um, okay. But I think... I, so let me go ahead and add a mechanic into the game so that I can remove it. I just need to add this mechanic so that we can visualize it in our brainscape. Okay. Your car leaves at paints. The wheels are paint stripes. And so when you do a loop around the track, you can e exactly see what path you took last time. Uh -huh. This way, on the new time, you can make sure that your wheels are in the spot just to the right of the track that you took last time. Mm -hmm. This way, you know that you're experiencing, air quotes, new terrain. This is how we do the corner scratching. This is how, like, now that your wheels are just a little bit to the right of the place that they were last time, now you unlock the grappling hook. Now you get a warp zone. Okay. Now you discover a pothole. Okay, so you're saying... This is the Metroidvania of it. This is the loop back around and see if you can find anything to interact with this time. Oh. But it's just a big NASCAR loop, so you weren't going to see or notice anything. So just a You would only be able to feel something new. So just and to visualize what you're talking about. I'm going about. to delete the paint effect. Yeah, so just to just to visualize what you're talking about. When the race begins, it's just regular concrete on the floor. There regular are concrete. There are yeah. certain hidden blocks underneath the concrete that you need to pass over that you don't know where they are to reveal, oh, there's some sort of ability there. There's something going exactly. on there. Um I want to say though. Because It'd be like if the power-ups in Mario Kart were invisible. Yes, but also uh, just another wrinkle onto that: you do, will you need to have certain upgrades on your car 
that uh, that will allow you to reveal certain things. Yeah, you can't break yeah. through, you can't break through the pavement unless you have a heavier car. That yeah. just makes sense. That's a Metroidvania, babe. Well, that would give that would give you like reason to come back to each circuit. So it's like, oh, I beat I beat the LA the uh, the Las Vegas circuit. Um, with this build, it's been a little while. Let me. I, I remember there being like this weird section of the floor that like had something. I and now that I have this new ability, let me go back and see how that affects the race. Let me see if I can't score higher or get a better a better percentage. So may, maybe yeah. maybe that's the way we should look at this. Is is not necessarily the goal is always to come in first, but maybe it's to come in first in the shortest amount of time possible. And that's I think your, you have to come in first for every track but event but like i like the idea of like you're never going to get first if you don't have upgrades mm -hmm, mm -hmm. some of them yeah May maybe one of the race tracks you'll never be able to come into first unless you create potholes with mm -hmm. the pothole with the heavy wheel upgrade and then that would slow down whoever actually comes in first see the and thi then you can come in first the in thing, that track the thing that i i'm i, I is a fine like a tightrope for us to be walking is like if we set the mechanic that you never come in first unless a speci unless specific things happen then most of this game isn't necessarily like racing so much as like setting the right amount uh, right events in order uh to happen so it's like you're not really racing so much as just like you're controlling a car that needs to be in specific spots at specific times to get first, which is okay. Yeah, I'm that sounds more annoying to me. <laughs> yeah, I like it as a video game. Yeah, so I know people that would like that as a video game more. <laughs> well, no, that's, well, I'm thinking is like we remove like you can get first, but you need to you need to interact with the environment. Like your car will, no matter how many upgrades it has. It still will not go faster than the cars in front of you. You need to play to the environment to get ahead of people, um, and I think that's that's where the game. So you're still racing. You're still it still requires driving skill, but you will need to go. You you'll need to dance, uh, use the environment, um, and, and to get power ups and shit like that. Blake, yeah, what's up, buddy? We need to either add a new video game or wrap the show up. Mm, okay. Uh, can I give you? Uh, can I give you one last video game? You can give me one last video game. Okay. All right. This one comes to us on Twitter from Joe Lengua at the Giuseppe Hot Air Balloon Racing Game. Can we do a DLC to our Metroidvania game that is now Hot Air Balloons? AJ, can this racing Metroidvania become a series of games like Burnout Paradise? But we do different. No, we because do different... I think that a hot air balloon racing game requires entirely different mechanics. What are you talking about? Like you could just you have clouds that you need to move through to reveal the power ups for your hot air balloon. There are certain. See, yeah, I imagine a hot air racing game being much more VR based and about actually operating a hot air balloon and trying mm. to beat somebody in an actual hot air balloon race, mm -hmm. having only like two things that you can really do, and that is inflate your balloon more or deflate your balloon. Yeah, you more. don't really move vertic. You only move vertically, not horizontally at all. <laughs> well, that's what an amateur hot air balloon racer oh. would say. Because I know about drafts. I know about wind. Okay, I know about air pressure quick how do you control those things with a hot air balloon that doesn't have fins you have to see it and so how do you see it what? you throw a <laughs> you throw a big penny off the side of your hot air balloon and you watch for what way it drifts and flies through the air uh -huh. and then you'll be able to be like well 500 feet up my penny went left so fast okay so i'm gonna go ahead and inflate my hot air balloon to get up to that current up there okay and then i'm just going to ride that airway okay. faster than my are, competitors are we thinking too deeply about this and what i mean by that is blake Rea, there's mm -hmm. no such thing as thinking too deeply when no, it no, comes no, to a vr simulation for hot air balloon no 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 what i'm getting at is, is i feel like that we can uh, approach this in a simpler way and get a much more effective game that feels spiritual sucky so mm. in in opposition to our last racing game which was like You're all going about to speed, compromise my hot air balloon hold hold no 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 no, no. i'm not going to compromise i'm just going to make it i'm going to make it sucky in opposition to our last racing game which was all about speed trying to come in first trying to do just go as fast as you can this is a painfully realistic hot air balloon simulator 
and hot yes. air balloons. Well, they go. Hey, Blake, they go. It can't be painful. The more the no, more in depth it is, the better and better it feels. It no, but that a uh, painfully realistic. Like that's it, flying a hot air balloon is fucking realistic. So yeah, the, the but it could race, never be painful. Could you imagine, Blake Ray? I just want you to imagine being in a hot air balloon and looking out and seeing other hot air balloons. Can you truly, honestly imagine any sort of pain or discomfort coming to your body? Uh, yes, because I'm afraid no, of heights. No, you can't. Exactly. That's what I thought. <laughs> No, what I'm getting at is is I want to do a racing game where the race takes as long as a fucking game of Civ does. Five hours. Yes. Like four hours, five hours, real time. Yes, so, take me away. So you have to, like, the race starts with you having to uh, set up your air balloon, which takes a lot of fucking time. I don't know if you uh-huh. knew that. Uh, they have to, like, unroll, like, the whole balloon, and they have to, like, make sure it's like, oh, is it ready to go? And then guess what? You might have set up your air balloon, but if the wind's not right, guess what? You're not fucking taking off. you got to roll up and go drive 20 miles to another salt bed and take off there. I yes, only, you I have only... to find the perfect spot to set off. And That's incredible. And I, I only know this because my brother and my brother and his wife went at hot air ballooning, and that's what happened to them. Is like they had to drive for like an hour and a half to find the right spot. So they did just they did come it. back as changed people, just totally zenned out of their brain. No, my brother is the most stressed man I know. Uh, <laughs> I bet you he felt like a god in a hot air balloon. You know, he did say the experience was quite lovely. Um, but there it is. That's the cure for anxiety. <laughs> have have the money to go on a hot air balloon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs Prozac when you could just like would you just go on a hot air balloon every day, every morning? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I want to do Up like some the sort of clouds. So fuck, I want to be in a hot air balloon so bad. Like I didn't balloon. realize that this is something that I wanted. Go on, go on a hot air balloon. Did you take a, go on a lovely little date with your partner Jack? It's not that easy. I mean, I I feel like I'm it afraid is. of heights. Well, yeah, same. But like, it, it, honestly, I feel like it's one of those things. It's like it's going to be scary, but the moment you kind of like are up there for a while, it's like, oh, this is just this is it. This what happens if a big bird attacks my hot air balloon? Then you then you gently float down because like all of the hot air that's would... right because it would just escape very slowly you're right no yeah. harm could befall me in a hot air balloon uh, unless like a huge wind takes you and you do like a big corkscrew or something um it's fine because the the big balloon is so bulbous that it would eventually catch itself again well you know what here's the thing if something does go wrong you're only gonna fall once you're only gonna feel it once and I'm in this little basket that's so protected. Think about how many times you've dropped a basket and everything inside is totally fine. I would be so safe. It's a fuck. I want to be in a hot air balloon. Go in a hot air balloon, dude. <laughs> All right. So let's. So is there any more legs on They're this, or is this so like... big? But hot air balloons, yeah, they're huge. You know, honestly, what I've always wanted to do is I wanted to go to like an event that is where there's like 50 hot air balloons in the air. Like, it's not, we're, we're not the only hot air balloon sitting around. It's like, I can look out and just see a sea of colors. Like, that is the dream. That sounds super freaking cool. Because it's like. What would be the perfect hot air balloon food? The perfect hot air balloon food. Um, It's going to be really. Egg salad sandwich? No, no, no. no. Well, it's going to be really cold up there. So I would say something like you have like a little thermos of like soup maybe that you're sipping on. Like some nice tomato, like some SpaghettiOs or some like. Maybe some. Uh, is there like picnic soup? Because it needs to be a picnicy food. Is uh, my thought. Re- oh yeah, because you're in a basket. You're just in a big wicker basket. You're just in a big lunchbox. No, th- you bring th- You can pack a thermos inside your inside your lunchbox thing. You know, actually, this is. I, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I what? want. I want to pitch you on something. This gives me. This gives me an interesting idea. What if uh-huh. we do a hot air balloon racing game that is part survival game? So you have to make sure you have enough food in your little picnic basket to last you the race. And everything in uh, operating the hot air balloon, flying it, it all costs energy. So you need to figure out like how to. I have two how to ration your how food to ration your food to proper to hot be a air proper maneuvering. Yes, yes. So that way we can that way it, our discussion about what the perfect food is has merit in a game design podcast. <laughs> yes, I um, love this because now we can have team tactics. Now one mm-hmm. person is preparing food while the other person prepares oh, the hot air balloon to do the hot air balloon. Interesting. Race. So and that maybe that's like Blake, yeah, fuck video games. This is this is a reality TV show. How's it going? Welcome to my new season of The Amazing Race. Okay. Two. We have teams of two. 
Everybody is racing in a hot, real racing, real life racing in a real life hot air balloon. Okay. This includes hot people. They're given a budget at the beginning, and they have to use this budget to purchase, launch, and race their hot air balloon, as well as purchase food. Uh-huh. And you'll see a couple different tactics. You'll see some people trying to make a lot of shelf-stable food for their picnic or for their uh, hot air balloon race. You'll mm-hmm. see some people that buy a lot of raw ingredients. You'll see some people that do both jobs together and some people that divide and conquer. Can but I This is the strat. Hold on. Here's I'm going to throw a wrinkle cuz if we're doing like if we're doing a if we're doing reality show, the producer AJ and Blake are kicking in here. I'm thinking of like, uh-huh. how can I fuck up my uh, my contestants' day? I want to do a chopped method. Yeah, right. It has to be reality game show. Well, they no. have to do trivia in the hot air balloon. No, no, as well. no, none of this, none of this trivia shit. No, 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 no. That's a low hanging fruit. I want to go the chopped method where, or cutthroat kitchen, where it's like, guess what? You might lose your fucking ingredients, or somebody might. Guess what? I'm just gonna swap your ingredients, and that thing that you were prepared to cook, you're not cooking it anymore. The person that has no idea what you were cooking now has all of your ingredients and needs to come they up with something. To, like they have to operate the hot air balloon fu- with their hands. Hot air, together. hot air balloon cooking show? Are you kidding me? People would watch the shit out of that because I guess love what? The idea. If so, yeah, if, you're right. They would. If a fire started on your hot air balloon, think of the drama. Think of the palpable danger. A grease fire, oil spilling, your food just being taken away by the wind. Guess what? You don't have tortillas think anymore. Think about the inspiration that could come when there is a fire in the hot air balloon. There is, of course, always a fire in the hot air balloon. And what's this? The chef reaches into their bag and pulls out what? Weenies and starts roasting weenies over the hot air balloon fire uh-huh, uh-huh. to keep them fed and fed. Fueled and continuing going. And this is some next level hot air balloon cooking strats. And to end the show, to high to the the show ends with them having to have completed their air balloon journey and and be first and depending depending on where you place to dictate your points. But you will also have to have a finished plate for the judges waiting on the other side of the race. So how do we how do we deliver the challenges to the to the contestants do we just fly them up to them with drones uh the challenges like i feel like they're given the challenges so there'll be a food challenge it's like you have to you have to operate all of the ropes of the hot air balloon with a pair of tongs do we give that to them at the beginning of the race oh fly up the tongs in a drone I was wondering if like i i feel like you would probably producer brain here i feel like you would just have like mystery boxes like in because b- balloon baskets are pretty big um you would just have these cases and no, they're given and I they're saw give- really small ones i guess we would need a big one if we're gonna have a no. kitchen in there oh my god here's the thing here's the thing I, I i have it this is this is gonna be fucking awesome so you have like one side of the balloon is like the pilot area and the other side of the balloon is like a little kitchen that they have uh-huh. to cook their things in on one wall of the air balloon basket are a bunch of like wooden boxes that have like little key locks on them. You can't tell what's inside them, but there will come like periodically they'll the judges will come on a walkie-talkie and be like, "All right guys, we have um this we have this little gamble going on right now. If you pay X amount of money or whoever pays the most, uh, has it gets to open one of these boxes of their choice. The others have to throw their food off their current everything that's on their kitchen off the side of their air balloon. They have to put that broth you've been pulling. You have to pour it off the side. So it's like stuff like that. But here's the thing: you might have gambled for uh, this box, but there might be something shitty inside that box. It might be a challenge within a challenge, like you were saying. It's like they open the box and it's a pair of tongs. Like, guess what, pilot? Now you need to operate everything off of tongs. You should have thrown your food off of the edge, you stupid person. Um, but there could also be other things or like little boons where it's like, guess what? Here's an added ingredient or here's uh, here's like a, a piece of cookware that'll make your job a little bit easier. Or here's like a little thing of like points that you, uh, you get 30 extra points during the final judging. Just shit like that, you know? So like, there's this rivalry between the three air balloons, both in like the cooking. They're trying to fuck each other over. They're trying to outrace one another. I, I Dude, this rules actually. This is a good this is a good game show that we've created. Holy shit. Now I, we just need now I, we just need to think of a name. 
Uh, is what? Okay, before we think of name, before we think of a name, what's our nug this week? What is the thing that we want to produce? What are we publishing? What are we releasing? What do we think could make fat stacks of money? I kind of, I'm, I'm caught between this game and the. There are two genders: destruction and non-destruction game. And by the way, great name for a game. There are two genders: destruction. There are two genders: natural disaster and not natural disaster and not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I feel like we, I, as much as I love that one, it Can is I fun for you. The name instead, it's a natural disaster! Exclamation point. It's oh, like it's a, it's a, it's a boy or it's a girl. It's yeah. a dot 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 natural, natural disaster. disaster. Um, yeah, what do you, yeah, what do you yeah, feel yeah. like? I feel like the natural disaster game is more in line with a sucks. It's more of a video game, which I like for our podcast mm-hmm. and our branding. Or do we want to throw people a curveball and be like, hey, we made a reality TV show. Uh, a pitch for a reality TV show that's going to make us fat stacks and get us lots of lawsuits. You know what? I feel like staying safe this week. Let's do a video game. Uh, the, you know what? This I think this f- game show is underdeveloped. Mm. It's a little undercooked. I think that we keep workshopping it. We'll keep workshopping it. All right, all right. If you have any ideas, actually, wait. We didn't specify that. We do a video game podcast, and sometimes we talk about just game design. Does that include game show design? Can yeah, we make game can. shows? You know we've what? Made, like, we've made a whole fucking anime on this show before. We can do whatever we want. We are God Kings. Well, you're right. We can do whatever we want, but I'm just wondering if, like, there's wiggle room to argue that that does fall within the na- within the design of the show. You know, fuck a game it. show? Yeah. Yeah, fuck game it. Show you falls know, under- if you have an idea for a game show, send it, send it our way. I, w- I want to talk more about game shows. That's an un- unexplored <laughs> territory for us. All right. It's a dot, dot, dot natural disaster. That's a game. Do you want to go to Patch Notes? Let's go to Patch Notes. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Patch Notes. I'm not going to waste your time. If you have an idea for a guest that you want to see on this show, it could be another podcaster. It could be a video game designer. It could be your buddy that is also very funny but does have a following so we can see how funny they are. Send it our way. I have been Blake Rea. This has been my co-host, AJ Hart. AJ, say something so I'm not the only one No, talking. go on. Keep going. I want to see if you can do the full outro. Let's see it. Uh, the intro and outro music is Cheap Shop by Anna Monaguchi. I have been one of your hosts, Blake Rea, and I have been your other host, AJ Hart, and these are cool games that should not be made. You skipped part of it, but yeah, that works. What did I? What did I pick? What did? What did you, I? You sk- you skipped the rest of the credit for the song. There's a whole phrase there. Oh, an awesome song, uh, an awesome nope. track from an awesome artist from an awesome nope. game. Fuck. Wrong adjective. I never say it. I don't remember. Even I know, though I've heard- that's why I want to see if you can do it. We've okay. done this show for years now. Okay, Go okay, on. okay, okay. Uh, the intro and outro music is "Cheap Shot" by Anna Monaguchi, an awesome song by an awesome artist from an awesome game. It's not the right adjective. You're using the wrong adjective. Come on. A bitchin' track from a bitchin' game from a bitchin' artist. Cut, print, this is spiritual successor. <laughs> Bye! <laughs>